Hola, bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. I'm your host, Tamara Marie. Before we get started with this episode, I have a quick question for you. What are you doing to improve your Spanish this summer? Summer is a time for vacations, for getting away, and you might even be planning on visiting a Spanish-speaking country. So it is the perfect time to improve your conversational skills because let's face it, if you've been learning Spanish for any length of time and you haven't been having regular conversations, you are going to fall behind. So this summer, we are not gonna let you do that. Here at Spanish Con Salsa, we are offering a summer boot camp. This is an eight-week boot camp that will focus on Caribbean Spanish and also Spanish grammar. So we're gonna be looking specifically at the past tense. A lot of people get confused between el imperfecto, el preterito, when do I use which one? And we're also gonna be exploring the Caribbean with Puerto Rican Spanish, Cuban Spanish, and Dominican Spanish. So you will have an opportunity opportunity to improve your Spanish and you'll also be able to attend regular conversation practice sessions facilitated by a native speaker all as a part of our Spanish fluency club this summer so if you are interested go to spanishconsalsa.com slash summer that's spanishconsalsa.com slash summer Registration is open now through Sunday. We have limited spots available. So if you're interested, I encourage you to press pause now before you listen to this episode. Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Hola, como estas? Yo quiero uno taco. If this is how you sound when you're speaking Spanish, then you need the Spanish Pronunciation Mastery Course. Ditch your gringo accent and start speaking Spanish like a native speaker today. The Spanish Pronunciation Mastery Course will show you the right way to pronounce every sound in the Spanish language and will help you correct common pronunciation mistakes. You'll even get personalized feedback from a team of language coaches that will help you practice every sound until you get it right. So if you're ready to kick your gringo accent to the curb and you want to start improving your Spanish today, go to SpanishPronunciationMastery.com. That's SpanishPronunciationMastery.com. Use the code FIXMYACCENT to get a 15% discount off enrollment to the course. That's SpanishPronunciationMastery.com. Bienvenidos! Welcome to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Mari. Hola y bienvenidos! In this episode, we're going to talk all about those pronunciation mistakes that are dead giveaways that we are not native Spanish speakers. And of course, we're going to help you fix some of those mistakes so you can sound more like a native Spanish speaker. And to help me with this topic today, we have a member of the team of Spanish Con Salsa, Andrea, and she's here to help us really learn how to correct some of those mistakes. So I want to welcome Andrea to the show. Hola, Andrea, ¿cómo estás? Hola, Tamara. Bien, ¿y tú? Muy bien. Y Andrea, ¿de dónde eres? Yo soy de Honduras. 
de Honduras y de cuál ciudad en Honduras vives? Yo vivo en la ciudad de Tegucigalpa. Y Andrea, ¿cómo aprendiste inglés? Uh, yo aprendí inglés en la escuela desde que tengo cuatro años. Kinder hasta onceavo grado. ¿Y hubo un momento en que te sentías como, ay, por fin yo soy bilingüe? No soy tratando de aprender inglés, pero de verdad ahora soy bilingüe. Sí, me sentí después de terminar el colegio. Ya cuando empecé a, pl a platicar o a hablar con muchas personas. Y me di cuenta que practicándolo me sentía más uh, confiada y a gusto de inglés como segundo idioma. Entonces, el clave es la práctica. Exacto, sí. Si, si no practico y solo lo aprendo como de memoria, no para mí no me sirve para nada porque se olvida. Lo que memorizaste se olvidó y después quieres recordar cómo se decía y como nunca practicaste, es más difícil. Pero si lo aprendes y lo practicas, para mi pensar, se queda por siempre. Entonces, um, bienvenida. Y vamos a cambiar al inglés porque tenemos muchos oyentes que son uh, principiantes en español. Okay, so now we're going to switch to English because I know a lot of you are beginners. Um, but if you have any doubts about what we just talked about, no worries. The entire transcript of our conversation today will be available on our website. You'll be able to access that in the show notes. So let's get into our conversation for today. So Andrea, you've been working with some of the members in Spanish Con Salsa, and you've also been teaching Spanish for quite some time on your own as well. What are some of the mistakes that you notice that English speakers tend to make when speaking Spanish? Um, it will be pronunciating the letter H in words. Uh, that is a common mistake. Also, um, the double L and the Y. That's something that, that it's kind of a challenge for people. And uh, the letter L. So let's take those one by one. So if uh, pronouncing the letter H, so in Spanish, the H is always silent, correct? That is correct, always. Yeah, and I think sometimes as English speakers, when we see the H, we might get a little tripped up and we may forget that we're not supposed to pronounce it. Um, I think most of us know hola, and we don't usually say hola. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> But there's so many other words that have a letter H, and we sometimes just forget that it's not supposed to be pronounced. So that can be a dead giveaway um, if you are trying to sound more like a native speaker and you may be reading something in Spanish and you see the H, just remember that no matter where the H is in the word, um, you do not pronounce it. And I think mm -hmm. one common mistake that English speakers make is with names, right? So there's a very popular figure in Latin America and we usually say from the US, we usually say, Hugo Chavez, right? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we usually we usually abandon all of our Spanish knowledge when we see names for some reason. So, um, Andrea, tell us how we would correctly pronounce that name. It will be Hugo Chavez. 
So Ugo without the H, so no Hugo, okay? That is correct, yes. Ugo and Ugo. Chavez. So the CH sound, I think a lot of us sometimes say Chavez, like a sh sound in English, um, instead of ch, like Chavez. That is correct. Mm-hmm. So that name, I think, really highlights a lot of mistakes that um, that English speakers make because you have first the H, right, which is pronounced, uh, which is not pronounced. Um, then you have the letter U, which sometimes, like I said, we would say Hugo. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Ugo. That is correct. And then Chavez, we have that uh, CH, which is never the sh sound. It's always mm-hmm. like ch, like choo choo train. Um, so that's another thing to remember. And the last thing in, in that name is actually the Z at the end. Andrea, how is the Z pronounced in Spanish? And I know this could be a little bit different depending on Spanish from Spain or Spanish from Latin America. Um, the way we pronounce that is like an S. Okay, so the Z is always the S, so it wouldn't be Chavez, it would be Chavez. That is correct. In Spain, it will be Hugo Chavez. They can pronounce the Z in a different way. But in general, like, most of the Latin American countries, it's just an S. Yeah, so the Z is generally pronounced like an S, but if you run into any Spanish speakers from Spain, it'll sound more like a lisp, or it'll be like the, the TH sound in English, so it'll sound like Chavez, or like that is uh, the th in the word thought. Something that is like correct, that. yes. Which I think is a little weird, I actually... <laughs> <laughs> I usually prefer the Latin American accent to be like, the lisp and there's always a um, <laughs> but we do I, tend to focus I like on it too yeah it's for me it's better and I think it's easier sometimes <laughs> yeah I think it's definitely much easier so when you see the Z just think of it as an S so no yeah. sort of hard English Z sound it's always S. okay so, okay, so we, we, we talked about a couple of different things just with that one name. We talked about um, not pronouncing the H. We talked about the letter U always being the U sound. Uh, we talked about CH being the CH sound. And we talked about Z being the S sound. Okay, and another um, another letter actually in the same name, I think we could do a whole episode just on Hugo Chavez. <laughs> it's um, the letter V in English. Um, can you explain a little bit about um, the difference between what we call in English the B versus the V in Spanish? B and V, they sound the same. Um, like in votar and uh, votar, like votar with the B will be like to throw something away, like throw that to the garbage, like votar a la basura y también votar with the V it will be like vote I'm gonna go vote uh, for my new president okay. so so what so explain how do you spell well I guess how do you spell the votar that means to throw something away versus the votar that means to go vote votar to throw something away will be B O T A R and uh, votar to vote will be will be V O T A R. 
those both pretty much sound the same. And I think from an English speaker's perspective, this can kind of throw us off a little bit because we're used to pronouncing the V in English, which has a much stronger sound. And when people tell us that, oh, the V and the V are the same, I think sometimes we can hear that there's a slight difference. But as English speakers, we tend to overemphasize that letter V. So um, what's the, the names of the letter B and letter V in Spanish? Uh, B will be B and V will be V. Okay, and do you have any tips on how to pronounce uh, those letters? Because I think that um, even the way that we pronounce the B in Spanish would, is a little bit stronger than a native speaker. So just reading this sort of as a native English speaker, I might look at it and say, Botar. <laughs> so explain how, how that's wrong and how we can fix it so we don't sound like we have a really strong accent. It will be Botar. Just like the same uh, flow in the letters, you don't need to emphasize uh, the, the B or the T or the A, it will be botar. Okay, Just so like the same flow with both of them. So I think in general that um, the B in Spanish is a little bit softer than the B in English. So we're used to sort of saying B and we really press our lips together. Um, kind of with more force, whereas the V in Spanish is more, it's a more of a soft sound. So you touch your lips together, but you don't press them together so, uh, so hard. So it's yeah. botar instead of botar. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> but just to illustrate the point, that's kind of what you're doing with your lips. It's a soft touch. And I think in general as English speakers, um, what would really fix our accent a lot is just being a little bit softer with most of the letters because I think um, just in general English tends to have a lot more English tends to have stronger sounds especially for some of the consonants so even though we look at the letters and we say oh B in Spanish is the same as B in English and then we listen to a native speaker and we go well why don't I sound like them well, it's because the letter really isn't exactly the same. Even though we might recognize it because we're using a very similar alphabet, the sound is really very different when we pay attention. So that B sound in English is really B. It's a, it's a much softer okay. sound in Spanish. Yeah, that's just a good general tip if you're trying to improve your pronunciation. So I think we've talked about every letter in the, in the name Hugo Chavez. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's move on to another mistake that you mentioned earlier, and this is with the uh, what we call in English the double L and the Y. So can you explain a little bit about, first, what do we call those letters in Spanish, and then explain how we pronounce them correctly? Because I think as English speakers, we tend to think of both of these letters like the English letter Y. So we would tend to pronounce it more like yay, which I think is incorrect. So can you explain a little bit about how to pronounce the double L and the Y? Yeah, it will be um, the double L, double L, and the Y will be Y or Y. Okay, and are there certain countries where they call it Y versus Y or is it just, um, or both just correct? Uh, both are correct. I, that's a good question because I don't know if in some countries they just they just call it certain way, but uh, both are correct. It will be Y or Y. 
This letter can also be confusing because I know in different regions, the pronunciation can be a little bit different. Um, but if you can kind of just give us the most, I guess, neutral approach to how we would pronounce the doble L and the J. Doble L, for example, in calle. Calle, it's C-A-L-L-E. E, and I'm, I'm just talking English and Spanish now. C-A-L-L-E, so it will be calle. The Y, for example, yo. So it sounds the same. But if we're using it in the word boy, it sounds like an I. So it depends on what words you're using. It makes a difference on the pronunciation. Because it can be, the Y can be like a double L, but in some words it can be like an I. You mentioned the word boy, and you said boy. that the J sounds more like the letter I in the mm-hmm. in the word boy. Um, but can you give us some examples of where it sounds more like the doble L? Yo, 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 yegua, yerno. Okay, so let's take the most common word that I think most people already would use day to day, and that's yo. So mm-hmm. I think as English speakers, we would have the tendency to pronounce this yo. Yo, <laughs> like yo, yo. Is, yo. <laughs> right. We would simply say yo. So help us with that. How do we correct that uh, pronunciation to get it from yo, which is how we would say it in English, to saying it the way a Spanish speaker would say it? The way I've heard it explained before is like the J in the word jeans. It's like say jeans and then say yo. Jeans, yo. It's like a J in English. So using the letter J in the word jeans will get us a little bit closer to sounding more like a native Spanish speaker. Um, so is that does that also go for the doble L as well? Is it the same sound? Yes, it will be the same. Like calle, um, that means street. And also the word lluvia, that means rain. It sounds the same. So anytime you see the doble L or the J or Y, just think about the letter J in the word jeans and you'll be a lot closer in your pronunciation than using the English Y sound. Okay, and the other example you mentioned, Andrea, is the letter L. So I noticed in English that even though, again, this is one of those letters that we look at and we think that, hey, that's the exact same as it is in English. Um, I know how to pronounce that. We really don't pronounce the L the same way. I think it can be a dead giveaway when we go to greet someone and we say, hola, right? (laughs) And the reason why is because we're not pronouncing the L the same way a native Spanish speaker would. So, so Andrea, can you pronounce that word for us so we can hear the difference between uh, how a native Spanish speaker would say it and saying hola? Um, Instead of hola, will be hola. How do we make that sound? Can you explain sort of what's the position of your tongue in your mouth? How is it different than saying hola? Instead of hola, will be hola, like Lola, libro. So you put your tongue on the roof of your mouth and just for a second, don't leave it there to make it like hola, is the hola. If you do it fast. 
Okay, so it's a much quicker sound than I think in English. And it's also, like you mentioned, your tongue is a little more on the roof of your mouth instead of, in English, I think our tongue tends to be more relaxed when we say the, the letter L um, and it's a longer sound. So just kind of switching your tongue position and shortening the sound, you can go from sounding like a gringo saying hola <laughs> to saying hola. And you also open up your mouth a little bit more when you say that um, because it really allows you to get your tongue in the correct position. So think about kind of smiling as you say hello. That might also help um, you get your tongue where it needs to be. Um, and just remember, it's a quicker sound. So don't drag it out, make it a quicker sound. And just that one little tiny tweak will make your pronunciation sound a lot more natural. Okay, so I hope that these tips helped you improve your pronunciation just a bit. Um, I wanna thank Andrea for joining us to give us a, a native Spanish speaker's perspective on how to pronounce some of these letters that give us trouble. So gracias, Andrea. De nada, Tamara. Un gusto. I hope you found this conversation helpful. It can be very difficult to keep in mind all the things that we need to remember when we're learning Spanish, but just with some of the small tweaks that we talked about in this episode, you can really begin to improve your accent. If you want to get deeper into this and really work on focusing on improving your Spanish pronunciation, you can enroll in the Spanish Pronunciation Mastery course. Now, this is a video course that goes letter by letter, sound by sound, through the entire Spanish alphabet, and it gives you tips on how to pronounce each consonant and vowel properly. We also get into some of the pronunciation rules as it relates to syllables, connecting words together, accents. So we really go letter by letter through the alphabet. And we also help you with different letter combinations so you know exactly how to pronounce any word that you come across in Spanish and pronounce it properly. Now, one of the great things about this course is not only do we give you practice drills, but we also give you personalized feedback. So you're able to record yourself and send it to our team of Spanish coaches, and we will give you feedback on how to improve your pronunciation and also tell you what you're doing right. Now, this is critical because oftentimes when we're talking to our friends that speak Spanish or in a language exchange or even talking to a tutor, they generally don't give us this type of feedback, mainly because they're usually focusing on our grammar or our vocabulary or word usage, but they're really not focused on the particulars of our pronunciation. And usually it's because they just accept that we're going to have an accent because we're native English speakers. But you can improve your accent if you focus on it. We make it super easy in the Spanish pronunciation mastery course because we give you specific exercises to practice for each sound in the Spanish language. And as you know, I'm always looking out for the listeners of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. So if you go to the show notes page, you'll get a special discount that's only available to podcast listeners. Just go to learnspanishconsalsa.com forward slash fix my accent. That's learnspanishconsalsa.com forward slash fix my accent. And you'll be able to get a special discount code for the Spanish pronunciation mastery course. I'd love to hear your feedback about this episode. Feel free to leave a comment on the show notes page, or you can reach us on Instagram at Learn Spanish Con Salsa. I really hope you learned something in this episode that will take you one step further from being a Spanish beginner to bilingual. Adios.
for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com. Salsa.com.